Hey, 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 and a very happy holiday to you and yours from your guy Jay North here at the Northern Exposure Podcast. What is good, everyone? Hope everyone has been well. <clears throat> Thank you so much for listening. Wanted to get on here today, and uh, it's based on a couple real-life experiences I've had over the last, oh, if you wrapped it all together, probably about two weeks now, involving social media and the youngins. Youngins being kids or little scungeels, whatever you want to call them. We've had uh, a few instances, if you will, pop up revolving around social media. And I realize, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a parent now. I'd like to consider myself a veteran with a 14, 12, and 9-year-old child. So that's three if you're keeping score. One's in high school, one's in middle school, and one is, uh, you know, in halfway through fourth grade and thinks she's 30 and reads at a freshman level. So it's, it's challenging out there for us parents with the element of technology, social media, the power and might of the cell phone, which is basically a mini supercomputer just chilling in your pocket. And how dangerous is social media? From a productivity standpoint and being distracted and getting things done to everything else regarding self-esteem, increased teen suicide rates. You know, social media seems to be the popular place now for the kids to post about threats of school violence. And some of these things become very concerning and some of these get proved to be rumors and debunked and you know, the culprits are typically sorted out and found. Law enforcement's typically involved in those situations, and there's dire consequences for the students involved. But it still seems to happen quite a bit. And, you know, how dangerous is social media for our kids? And how do you control the content that your child is devouring? So this could be a little, you know, if you're, if you're a parent with some younger kids right now, and they're just you know, still watching Umizoomi or whatever is on these days, then this, you might not be relating to this topic yet. If you're a older veteran parent like myself, you've got some middle schoolers, teenagers, and hell, I've seen with my own two eyes, even grade schoolers that have their own cell phones and tablets and open access to the wonderful world of the internets. So it becomes a challenge. It's another element that a parent has to worry about. And uh, so let me tell you the two instances and just to kind of tell you where I'm going with this whole thing. Really, I'm doing two things here. I'm venting <laughs> and creating awareness because this is what the hell is going on. And, you know, we're parents and, you know, in most cases, you've got a job, you've got a career. You know, the kids are involved in extracurricular activities. You've got family obligations, friend obligations, events, places you need to be. Life is freaking busy, and it's hard to be a security guard 24-7. I don't care who you are. It's tough to do. It's tough to pull off. So <clears throat> a couple things popped up the last week and a half, two weeks or so for me, the first one. And it, it's sort of comical, but I understand the uh, perspective so there's a student, and let's just pretend that student's my son. And uh, he goes out and he creates an Instagram page uh, around his school. Uh, and out of respect for the school, I won't say the name. But the Instagram page was basically posts of students that fell asleep in class. 
right? So somebody would snap their picture while they're drooling on themselves in class and basically upload the picture to this uh, created page for Instagram that was created by, let's just say, yours truly son. Let's pretend he did that just for the sake of this this conversation. And uh, he owned up to it. Let's pretend he did that too. And, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. He got one day of uh, in-school suspension, which he still thinks was harsh. Uh, you know, it was made for a laugh. And as a dad, I get that. And uh, apparently, you know, the, the school's gripe was, hey, we don't know these students consented to this. And also, too, you're using our name on the page. Absolutely not. We don't give you permission for that. Take it down. Okay, fine. It's all fair. <laughs> so as a dad, as a dude, you know, I get a chuckle out of it. He's being an asshole. And uh, I looked at my wife the other day and I said, who's to say that if that was us, you know, let's just pretend we had that shit in the 80s and the 90s. Who's to say if that was us, we wouldn't have done the same, <laughs> the same shit. So on something like that, you know, it's like, all right, you knucklehead, you, you, you take that down. Don't do that, you goof. You know, and, you know, I thought this, the punishment was fair. But, you know, the challenge is twofold. The challenge is the cell phone. You know, that's, that's always on his person. And, you know, there was a debate, you know, between, <coughs> excuse me, between myself uh, and a little back and forth with the school, school administrators, VP, uh, and my wife. And, you know, my wife and I obviously are going to make the final decision in this regard. And we went back and forth on it a little bit. It wasn't an argument or anything like that. But, you know, the debate was, is do we take his phone away from him completely? Is when he walks out that door to hop on the bus, you know, is that it? He's just done. Phone stays home. And I was 90% okay with it. But the 10% reason that I wasn't, uh, in my opinion, on the overall, outweighed it. And I just said, hey, you know, my only concern is is when he gets on that bus or gets that wild up hair up his ass where he just decides to take it upon himself to make the decision to walk home, I don't want him to be without a way to get a hold of us just in case, God forbid, you know? And I think that's fair. I think that's a, I think that's a logical reason to allow your son, after his shenanigans, to still keep his device. Um, well, it gets better. It gets better. Well, this story goes further. So, again, with the social media, we decided he could keep his phone, and he was to turn it in at the VP's office every morning. So she had it during school hours, and then after school, he could pick it up and get his little butt on the bus. Let's put that story on pause because it evolved <laughs> more so uh, over the weekend. And then the other situation was, and I know a lot of parents saw this, I know if you're on Facebook it was going around, is there was a, a threat of mass violence at schools uh, via TikTok. And it wound up being uh, proved to be a hoax in this and that. Um, but again, just one of those things, it's a, it's a stress. It creates fear. It gets the kids panicked. Um, you know, there was a post on, on somebody put in response to that that said, it blows my mind that a TikTok post regarding school violence can, you know, cause parents for concern and get them to keep their kids home. But what blows my mind is there's no concern over the website that this information is being distributed and, you know, basically passed out. And another person made a good point too, saying that, you know, TikTok owned up to 
some sense, some forms of censorship. Like there's content that they're not going to allow on there. Like I, I don't think you're going to see nudity on TikTok. I've yet to come across it. Uh, I have mentioned that you did see it on Twitter, at least in the past, in my experience when I used to have Twitter. Luna's saying hello back in the squirrels. Louie, come on. Um, but, you know, there was nudity on Twitter. I caught it. I saw it a few times with my own two eyes. Um, so these are all things that as a parent, you have to pay attention to this stuff and you have to figure out how you're going to curb it, how you're going to monitor it, how you're going to, you know, filter it. And sometimes you're made aware by a phone call from the VP of the school. Um, you know, so what do we do and what kind of concerns do I have as a parent going forward? Because again, I go back to what I just said a few minutes ago. Who's to say if in the 80s and the 90s I had this level of technology, I wouldn't have been a dummy too and done some things that you know, and just did and just did some stupid things that I thought was going to get a good laugh trying to entertain my friends. I mean, I can almost guarantee you this angel known as Jason North would have probably at least participated in two or three shenanigan events <laughs> if I had that kind of technology. And, you know, who's to say my grades wouldn't have suffered a little bit if I had not just that technology, but that temptation right down in my pocket. I mean, I've gotten text messages from my son. When you look at the clock, it's like, all right, dude, <laughs> you, you're supposed to be in a class right now because we know his schedule. And in case you forget, you could look it up. Um, but, you know, these, these are the challenges as a parent. You've got Instagram, you've got Twitter, you've got TikTok, you've got Facebook. Uh, to this point, they have not infiltrated LinkedIn. Hopefully, <laughs> they never do. And then there's all kinds of other uh, social media places out there that they can get content. There's this thing called Twitch, um, which is basically what, what it is mostly is gamers. And gamers are basically uploading videos of themselves playing said games, which at whatever they are, if it's Call of Duty, Fortnite, Minecraft, my son used to devour Minecraft content uh, on Twitch. There was a couple different gamers that recorded their worlds and you could follow along or copy it, but they basically watch it. Like it's a freaking episode of their favorite soap opera. Now, the challenge is, is you're at the mercy of whoever's at the other end of the microphone. Sort of like you guys are when you listen to my silly ass. You're at the mercy of whatever content that person's putting out. And, you know, kids are young and impressionable and sometimes don't really know what, what they're being exposed to and, uh, until it's too late, you know, kind of things. So you... You gotta watch it very carefully. So, you know, oh, just take as a countdown. Well, these kids are smarter than us now. It's time as, you know, 40-somethings to admit that, that, you know, unless you stay up on it, if you let a few months go by, something new already came out. So, you know, unless you stay up on it, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways they can get around you doing that. If you take their page down, they just go make another one. I mean, you can make as many Instagram pages as you want, honestly. <laughs> um, so how do you monitor it? How do you control it? What is it doing to the kids? You know, from a psychological standpoint, too, there's definitely more stress. I've mentioned before in this podcast that you really, you know, they can't get away from it anymore. 
you know, back in the day, if we went to school and there was a kid we had a problem with, or, you know, if somebody was fucking with you and picking on you and whatnot, you can at least get some reprieve when it was time to go home and over the weekends and holidays and things of that nature, like, get me the frick away from this kid, you know, and there's, listen, don't be naive. There's relationships like that in schools. You know, I had a few of them personally myself as a kid growing up and then, you know, just coming up through the, uh, you know, through the ranks and having children myself and working at the YMCA for a while. You know, you see these little cliques form. You see the relationships between some of the kids. You can tell some kids aren't comfortable or happy around other ones. (laughs) It's just how it goes. And there's reasons for that. And, you know, back in the day, they used to be able to get away from it when it was time to get on the bus and go home. And now you can't. I mean, if you've got social media, you are connected 24-7. And it's not just the kids. I mean, adults adults eat it up, too. Adults are on there way more than they should be. And uh, we've definitely seen, you know, social media cause problems at the adult age. So what does the future look like as social media keeps going, as it evolves Um, You know, Facebook is basically making this virtual world called Meta, where you can put on this VR headset and disappear into the jungle if you wanted to. And then somehow, some way, you're going to be able to see other people in your world who are wearing their VRs if you let them in. I mean, are we going to get to a point where in five years from now, like, let's not forget masks for a minute, people. Are we going to get to a point now where virtual reality becomes the main escape and that becomes where everybody goes to the point where reality almost just kind of stands still are people gonna like you can work from the vr you can make if like people who are working from home think about this for a minute you're working from home you got a corner basement and somehow some way this freaking vr headset meta thing turns your little musty corner office in the basement into this beautiful corner skyscraper tower office in new york city (laughs) you know i mean is that what it's going to come to and are people going to be living with these vr sets in front of their faces for for god knows how long is that going to be how you go to a party in the future it's creepy guys like think about it for a minute like I'm talking to you, you're listening to me, yeah, it's coming through your device or your your stereo set, whatever you've got it set up to. But think about it like, all right, it's time to go to the party at the Smiths. And everybody in the family just sits down at the freaking kitchen table and throws on the VR headset. (laughs) And you go to a party at the Smiths on some beach in Barbados, but they're at their living room still. And you guys are, you know, quote unquote, together but not physically. Isn't that weird? I don't know. That's creepy to me. And I, I was, I, uh, and that's the direction that that might be going in. I was listening to Zuckerberg himself uh, basically had a video out there on what meta is going to be and how it's going to work and what it's going to look like immediately and what it could look like in the future. And I got to be honest with you, it's concerning. Like, is that, <clears throat> is that virtual reality going to bend into some people's main reality it i don't know the guys that's it's weird to think about it's creepy to think about and the kids you know they have just come up with this technology along the way and to be fair so did we i mean we've always talked about that if you were born in the 70s or the 80s 
you basically saw the entire revolution of video games. You know, from ColecoVision all the way up to what we've got now with PlayStation 5 and whatever the hell Xbox is calling the new one now. Um, <laughs> we've seen that evolution take place. You know, for me, I'll be 41 next month. Uh, so I started gaming when I was in kindergarten. So five years old. <coughs> Excuse me, drying out over here. So five years old, you know, gaming. And that was, for me, Atari, the 2600. And, God, I think it was a 4-bit system, guys. It wasn't, it wasn't sexy, <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things. When you, when you look back on it, it was not pretty. But it was what we had. It was cutting edge, and it was fun as hell. And we just watched it evolve and kind of grew with it. Like, I still play my games. I still play... Uh, I've still got the PS4. I'm a little late to the party. I don't have the 5 yet. Number one, they're hard to find. And number two, I uh, I have a hard time spending that much money on myself. <laughs> but these kids, they've come up with this technology and they've basically been born into social media. How quick... I apologize, my mic just cut out for a second. But to finish my thought, how quickly... Is that generation, this generation, the younger ones, you know, your middle schoolers, your high schoolers, your teenagers, basically, how fast are they going to adopt that and adapt into that? And that's just going to be normal to them. You know, so I, I'm a deep thinker. I wonder to myself, like, what the hell does that look like for my grandchildren? Like, are these people going to be wearing, like, bubble dome helmets and every once in a while, they'll flip the visor up and you'll see their real eyes, their real tiny, small, squinty little eyes because the, the real daylight almost never hits them anymore. So mankind starts to change and we almost get like alien eyes. And they sit there and every once in a while, they lift up their little visor and they look at you with those, those small little eyes. Hi, Grandpa. And they flip it right back down. And they're like, you know, meet me on cloud nine. And I put my stupid-ass VR headset down, and that's how we interact with our grandkids. I don't know, guys. It's weird. It's weird, and it's concerning, and it's, it's borderline creepy. It's almost like you could disappear into the Matrix. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. There's definitely some things within the technology that I absolutely embrace. You know, if you're trying to promote a business or grow a business especially, you know, and I think we're going to see a boom uh, I know things have been rough the last couple of years, but I think mom and pops that survive are going to see a boom. They're going to see an influx because people have been sick of big box and uh, sick of the bullshit, basically. And you're going to see a boom there. And social media is a great way for those businesses to gain exposure uh, organically for zero. I mean, yes, there's there's marketing platforms that you can, marketing packages, I, su I should say, that you can definitely dive into on those platforms and you can pay you know, for post boosts and, you know, guaranteed to reach this many people, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you can also grow organically for free um, through word of mouth, uh, social media interaction. And, you know, it's good if somebody puts a comment on a page, you know, especially if it's a positive one. I mean, that's easy. Those are slam dunks. You get on there, you engage a little bit, you interact, you say thank you, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just a great way to grow. So, you know, there's definitely some good things about social media. It's creating more entrepreneurs, I think, in my opinion. I mean, even a guy like me uses it uh, for certain things to help promote my brands, for what I do for my career, to help promote the podcast, 
things of that nature. So definitely some good things, um, but there's also some issues and problems that come along with it. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm concerned for the youth, basically, at the end of the day. And then how do we as parents, you know, navigate that and filtrate through that and, you know, learn about what they're exposing. I'm sure I'm not alone when, you know, I know there's plenty of parents out there that are like, man, it's frustrating. They come home from school and they, you know, it's not even right to the video games anymore because that was the big concern for our parents when we were growing up, right? It's like, you can't go right on the video game because you'll be on it for hours. You know, you had to wait till after dinner or after your homework was done, whatever the rule was. You know, you, our, our parents kind of monitored how much time we spent on those things. But again, it was a game. It was a cartridge. You had to plug it into a box, which was connected to a cord to the TV, and you were playing that game. And your parents knew what that game was. And let's be honest, there was nowhere near. I think Oregon Trail was the most violent game I played as a child because you had to shoot the oxen and the deer and the rabbits with your black and white pixelated bubble bullet that floated across the screen ever so slowly <laughs> really creating the drama and the expense uh, suspense I should say but yeah that was probably the most violent game we had as a kid and maybe when Mario smushed the mushrooms you know but it, they knew what you were doing and you don't know what your kid's doing you, you you can click how many follow buttons can your kid click in one afternoon and you gotta wonder like who the hell are they following you know, you got to hope to overhear them and then do your own homework. Um, you know, I don't know, guys. It's tough. I, I suggest this. Get rogue agents. Have other adults. Because, you know, listen, have other adults follow your kids for you on social media, too. It's not a bad idea. People you know, like, uh, you know, a military friend that your kids aren't familiar with, that don't know that they could be a spy. That's a good way to do it. I have some spies on my kids. And I told them that. I was, I was fair right up front. I said, I got some friends keeping an eye on you guys. <laughs> and they just kind of looked at me and they're like, who? And I was like, it's nobody you've ever met. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> and we just leave it at that. You know, you got to mess with them a little bit. But it's scary, parents. You got to take a deep breath. You know, I, I think especially, and I've noticed it in this area, there's a decline in youth sports as far as participation is concerned. And you know, if you got kids that are showing interest in that stuff, whether it's, you know, playing flag football, basketball, taekwondo, anything, if you got kids that are actually interested in those out and about activities, you know, I know we're busy as parents, but I'm all in on that, on that shit. I think you got to get them in there. You got to get them socializing face to face. Um, cause I see some brilliant kids out there, but then socially they're a little awkward and I think it just, I hate to say it comes from lack of practice, but yeah, maybe it comes from lack of practice because so much of their communication now is electronic. It's text messages. I mean, my God, that's another thing. If they have a phone of their own and they've got their own number, you've also got to wonder who's on that friends list, who's in that contact list, who are they talking to, what are they talking about, you know, you, I'm, I'm getting to that point in parenthood where the kids like to spend a lot of time in their bedroom. All right, what are you doing? You know, and I don't, I knock and then immediately walk in. Like if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, that's on you. Um, for my listeners out there that are like, what about your son? I give him an extra second. I'll be honest with you, just in case. So, so he gets an extra second before I just walk in. I just, just in case, if he has to put any of his toys away, I don't want to, nope, no thank you. 
Um, so nope. Anyway, guys, that's that's my dilemma. That's my gripe. That's been my experience with social media. And just to get back to the original story and just give you a little laugh. Um, if you remember that page that again, let's pretend my son created it, and the agreement was that he would turn that cell phone in. Uh, to his VP, he just got in a little more trouble because it turns out he was handing her a dummy phone for the last week and a half. It wasn't even his phone. Um, <laughs> little bastard. Anyway, but we caught him. <laughs> so He's always going to get caught. I tried to tell him that. You're always going to get caught. It's just when. So, <laughs> so anyway, guys, pay attention to what your kids are, are absorbing out there. I know it's easier said than done. You're tired. You've got a lot on your plate, but as a parent, there's definitely some concerns with the social media sites. Um, all these kids are trying to get TikTok famous, and I'll be honest, my kids have put up posts that have gotten thousands of views and likes, and you know, as a, as a business person, as a podcaster, I'm sort of like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> I'm a little jealous, um, but at the same time, it's like, how the hell did you do that? And who, is, who are these people you know, liking you and following you, and then is there any dialogue taking place, you know, on the messengers or in the comments or anything like that? I mean, it could basically be a full-time job with how fast they move and how many people they communicate to, to, to really sift through it all and make sure everything is appropriate. And, you know, there's nothing to be like, hey, why'd you say that? <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. But social media seems to be where a lot of the trouble starts now uh, as far as the school rumors go. If there's going to be a fight uh, or, you know, whatever else, you know, insert, insert all your bullshit from schools here. Up to and including the threat of shootings. You know, that's been on there too. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So, again, have those conversations with your kids Ask them if they're seeing anything that concerns them. Um, you know, we are blessed. Our kids seem to have the ability to come to us when when something doesn't feel right. Um, you know, because again, this isn't the first time this year, unfortunately, via social media or even group messaging back and forth, you know, especially in between different schools. That's when shit gets interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... It's, it's crazy, guys. Be well out there. I hope you have a happy, happy holiday. Uh, I apologize we did not get to give you a Thanksgiving edition with my boy Jay Gordon. Unfortunately, they were not able to make the trip down after all. Um, there was just too much bullshit they would have had to have done to basically go back home and make sure they don't have to miss any time from work and quarantine and blah, blah, blah. So I totally get it. He was bummed. I was bummed. Um, but we will, we will make plans to get together as soon as some of the hoops that have to be jumped through are gone. And, uh, we'll just go from there guys. So sorry, we did not give you a Thanksgiving one. It just, uh, it didn't happen, unfortunately. And I was too bummed out to, <laughs> to, to do anything. So be good out there. Have a great holiday. And pay attention to whatever it is your kids are doing on that social media. Until next time, you guys be good.